Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres Jr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres, man. Oh, yeah. How long has it been? Who gives a fuck how long it's been? I'm back, and that's all that matters. I was always here, man. Just go to the Instagram stories, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to my Twitter, and they will uh, they will let you know that I'm there, dude. You know what I mean? And what the fuck's up with the whole uh, uh, T-Mobile and AT&T uh, breakdown yesterday? Got texts all late. You know, I was calling people, and then uh, I didn't know uh, they weren't getting the call back, and I was just like, what the fuck, dude? And last night, too, I was getting all these texts all late last night. Uh, Rizzo was trying to get a hold of me, nothing, same same way over here, so I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Finally, in a world where Boost Mobile is the best phone service, <laughs> wireless service, uh, or carrier, uh, period. Jesus, huh? The times are changing. Not only got the COVID, we got the riots. Now we got, like, misinformation, man. The revolution is starting. It's happening. Shit, you think if there was really a revolution going down, it would tear down the internet service, dude. They would tear down the wireless service. Come on, man. Ain't no revolution going on. Yeah, there's people out there, you know, I'm marching to make a difference. I'm marching to make a, to make change. The only thing that's going to come out is a little bit of difference, dude. That's it, man. Like, full-blown change, the whole thing about, like, you know, fucking defund the police. Defund the police. Come on, man. <laughs> you better defund that thought. Dude, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call when she goes down? Ghostbusters? I got a friend that's all about it right now. Oh, I'm out here protesting, man. I'm out here doing it. We're doing it for change. The fuck up, dude. You ain't doing shit but going out there trying to get pussy, dude. And even if you you went out to the to the protest, you went out to the safe ones. You didn't go out there when it was all like you know, cops were shooting tear gas at your ass and rubber bullets and storefronts were burning and police officer cruisers were burning. Come on, man! You went like two weeks later when it was all nice when they were uh, when uh, the cops were like uh, kneeling down with protesters, and then uh, five minutes later they're beating the shit out, shit out of them. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. It's hilarious, man. And it's crazy. It's like, even if you're like a Hispanic, Latino, it's like, fuck, dude. You know what I mean? I know there's like young people out there um, parading the streets. But you know, older people are just like, man, fuck that. It ain't my fault. <laughs> what the fuck did I do? <laughs> this is a white and black issue. <laughs> you guys figure it out. <laughs> you guys have a relationship for almost 400 years. Oh, my God. I'm not over here in the avenue of being insensitive, but come on, man. It's uh, pretty ridiculous, dude, um, how everybody tries to get their little um, two cents in on a, on an overall uh, issue, which is the, um, you know, which is pretty much police, police brutality. That's what's, you know, going down. And it's crazy, too, when, you know, as the story unfolds more, you see that this uh, cop that had his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck 
um, they used to work together. I don't know if they used to work together like at the same time, but they definitely across across uh, uh, paths um, at that bar or establishment where they used to work at. And there was some jealousy, man. You know, there was some haterism by the gentleman that uh, the gentleman, fucking savage, that put his uh, uh, knee on uh, Mr. Floyd's neck so nonchalantly. You know, homeboy was hating on him because I guess he was popular there, and also he made complaints against him for using excessive force on um, on patrons, on customers. So yeah, man, it gets deeper and deeper. Um, there was also that thing where uh, the Asian cop, uh, his sister was married to Chauvin or Chauvin. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce that cor- correctly. I think it's criminal, right? <laughs> the criminal in uh, this case. Uh, and a couple people told me that that's not true, that that's not the case. Who knows? You know, and I guess it makes uh, for good journalism, right? But yeah, man, everybody's jacking themselves off with this, uh, with this whole, uh, with this whole thing. And, uh, and the thing that's crazy too is, uh, just, uh, how many people are hopping on it, man. And what makes it ridiculous too is now, you know, they have that one John Lennon song and, uh, now, now, uh, celebrities are coming out doing a video of what you need to do. It's like, dude, shut up. That's like telling people how and when to protest, dude. Shut the fuck up. Really, man? You know? And, you know, everybody's, like, not mad at Kaepernick anymore. Now, uh, everything he uh, he uh, kneeled for is uh, is uh, now been taken to task. You got the NFL even saying that they were wrong. And it's a trip, man. Because, I don't, you know, everybody's out there with their camera, dude. Everybody's doing a... Uh, everybody wants to have a selfie over there at the march and this and that, you know, if, you know, if you take a rubber bullet to the eye, was it worth it? You know, you're going to be like a little icon in your neighborhood. He went out there and protested and lost an eye, but look, look at all the likes he got on Instagram. It's crazy, man. It's really, really crazy. But yeah, man, it's a, it's, it definitely seems like a, a, a fight between uh, white and black. I know the media makes it sound, oh yeah, it's all people, all minorities, but um, I never felt like a minority. I'm here in uh, Southern California, born and raised, and I never once in the history of my existence ever felt like a, like a minority, you know? So it's just really, really trippy what's been unfolding, how people uh, try to attach themselves to stuff, uh, you know, just to, you know, stay relevant. Crazy, man. Was there an injustice? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, is, I mean, it's on camera, bro. You know what I mean? You, you can't deny that. And it's funny, too, because for talking about cops beating the shit out of people. I don't know if you guys remember that one uh, cholo, what uh, appeared to be a cholo in uh, uh, the Boyle Heights section of L.A. It was a Hispanic cop, Latino cop, Mexican cop, you know, who... Who knows what his actual actual background is or heritage. And he was beating the shit out of this um, uh, gentleman that was uh, handcuffed. And he was beating the shit out of him. But the dude did not fall. They got it on camera. You know, his, uh, his, uh, his partner wasn't doing anything. Uh, and the video came from some neighbor across the street filming it. And I guess they had problems there before with trespassing. That was the issue. So, uh, the, uh, the police officer, uh, he, uh, showed up to court and, and, uh, it was a trip. He looked like, he looked like the Hulk, but he took off his, um, in typical, uh, uh, Mexican cop dude right there. You know what I mean? Big buff, 
<laughs> Big old dude. A good old boy of some sorts. And uh, he played a not guilty. <laughs> it's like, dude. But uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you can fight that. I don't, I don't know how you would fight that, you know? I don't. Uh, unless that guy was, you know, just making death threats to him, you know? That uh, what, what, does, your, does the police cam record audio? Because I know to, to record... To record in uh, the state of California, uh, to record a video, you can't have audio on there. So, you know, who knows? Who knows uh, what's going to happen with that? But it just re it re it really made me laugh. Uh, the balls of this guy to plead not guilty, you know. But hey, man, you know, everything's subject to a, to a defense, you know. <laughs> but it's so funny how long cameras has been out and we still have this issue. I mean, it goes all... All the way back to Rodney King. That was the, the first one that got caught on a camera. And then we had the uh, 92 riots because uh, the cops were acquitted. And uh, that's why this, uh, these protests, or we can say riots, because, I mean, uh, it did, they did um, segue into a riot. Whether those people were actually there to, for the cause or just act actually there for their own, uh, their own personal benefit. Is a question which we know it's pretty much for their personal benefit. They weren't over there, uh, um, I believe, uh, out there protesting injustices. Um, and it's 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 a trip that uh, that it went that way. But you know why, you know. And you also see the cops beating the shit out of protesters too during the protests, and uh, you know during the melee. And it was trippy because the cops were you know hurting the protesters in one direction meanwhile the looters were free to loot on another side of town or another section of town like three streets over and this is the california stuff and i guess they were using some of the same tactics in uh, new york um but what i wanted to talk about was that whole uh, the black uh and white uh, dichotomy that whole uh, the whole split and you also got to say that there's a lot of white people out there um protesting uh and walking around and protesting for the Black Lives Matter movement. So you can't really say it's like, you know, they don't care. But what I wanted to get to was uh, that it is a kind of a black and white issue. They, you know, they lump us in saying that, oh yeah, you know, uh, brown people too, and people of color and, you know, and not to diminish and say that we don't get beat up or anything like that, but, you know, it was, uh, it was definitely like an issue between white and black, you know? And when they show people, uh, that represent the march on camera or in the media, it's always a black person or a white person, rarely a, a, a brown person. And you see a little stuff on uh, social media uh, about the whole thing that, um, you know, uh, people were helping uh, uh, with the protests against uh, locking up kids in cages. You know, and uh, it's, it's messed up. And you do see, you do see some uh, black people uh, helping out with the protests, even white people as well. A lot of Jewish people on the East Coast to shut down the ICE office. And uh, that one black girl that was up there that got to the Statue of Liberty to the feet part, protesting kids in cages. So um, you know they lump they they bring that stuff in with the Black Lives Matter movement too. But the other issue there is that um, the kids in cages don't aren't documented. Some of them are, but their folks aren't. So they're in limbo, they can't go with relatives, so they get locked up in these detention centers. And it's funny because people say that, oh no, it, barely, it happened during the uh, Obama administration, this and that. And it, it was way before that. I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie The Godfather. They had um, Ellis Island, which was out in the East Coast, and on the West Coast they had Angel Island. 
and a lot of um, Chinese immigrants uh, came through uh, through uh, Angel Island right there by San Francisco. A lot of them were used to build the railroads. And on the East Coast, um, you know, they had to quarantine you because, you know, the people had polio. Uh, they weren't vaccinated. And, you know, you're on that boat ride for two weeks, if not a month. And um, but again, it was what much easier back then. It was uh, it was much easier to just hop in and uh, you know just get like an X on you, get quarantined. And uh, I don't know what as far as what they did as far as uh, food and um, if there was adequate food and stuff like that. Obviously, there wasn't adequate food in the country. That's why they're over here on this side. And again, I'm not over here trying to like play the crossing guard and say you can't come over. Uh, or you sh should only come over if you're documented or nothing like that. It has nothing to do with anything. I just want to just um, say that uh, for the most part that people being locked up that are undocumented, it's been going on uh, for a very long time. Uh, I took a course in a college called The History of American Racism and just, just the fact of uh, them uh, um, limiting immigration for certain types uh, of regions of the world, whether it's Eastern Europe, um, or uh, they're letting more people in from, uh, you know, uh, the English or Welsh or Scottish, uh, Scottish side of uh, Europe, which is true, which is true back then. And I mean, they're limited now. I mean, look at the, the travel bans and stuff like that. But uh, those are fights that are going to be like, it's going to be policy every four years or every eight years, depending on what the administration is and what they want to do. Uh, like punk motherfuckers like Stephen Miller, Stephen Miller, whatever his name is, who's actually from Southern California, who drafts a lot of... Um, um, the orange man's uh, policies on immigration, but yeah, man, um, it's uh, it's 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 brutal. It's brutal. But I think it's a combination of a lot of things going on. Obviously, people being locked up for days, uh, people being uh, disenfranchised, people being broke, people being hot in their apartments, not even having AC ventilation. So many people in an apartment. So you know, it, it was like the perfect storm for all this shit to go down. Uh, and it sucks, dude. It sucks for, uh, people that lost, uh, lost personal property. We have a friend of ours who's a comedian, Dante Chang, his store on Melrose. He sells a bunch of those, uh, those expensive, uh, tennis shoes, uh, old school vintage, uh, starter jackets and all types of, uh, cool sports shit. And, uh, his store got just taken, decimated. They took everything. And there's, I don't think there's insurance for like looting or riot, rioting. I think it's a special types of insurance. And if you don't have it, you know, you're kind of fucked. So, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, it sucks, dude. And me, dude, I mean, I, I've, I've gotten, uh, I, I've gotten slapped up by a cop once. I was in uh, high school. I was traveling. I was traveling. We were walking to a party and, um, a friend of ours had a bong on him. A couple of us had weed, weed on us. They didn't find anything, but they grabbed the bong and they made us break it. But it was kind of like, uh, a rubbery bong. So it never got broken and we used it again. But I remember a Mexican cop grabbing me and pulling me over to the side, asking me where the fuck the weed was at, and what the fuck am I doing hanging out with these white trash motherfuckers? <laughs> and he smacked me. He's like, what the fuck you doing, dude? Don't be hanging out with these fucking pieces of shit. You're gonna end up going to jail and shit, and being just like these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It was funny, I didn't cry or nothing, dude. I was just kinda like in shock. But uh, was he like saying something uh, that was uh, constructive, you know? I still hang out with some of those dudes. But I guess you see some of that shit sometimes, you know? And you don't like it, so, you know, you put a bit of pressure on it to stop. 
But, uh, yeah, man, that's my fucking life, dude. You know what I mean? I've been let go a couple times being pulled over, like three times. Just talking to a cop and then, you know, you know, talking myself out of a ticket, talking my way out and uh, not getting a ticket going. Is there any other way, anything else we can do to not get a ticket? You know, or they seen my, uh, my, uh, uh, my dashboard and it was like, uh, a, a college, uh, parking pass on there. Where do you go to school at? How long you been going? And boom, next thing you know, I'll have a nice day, turn on the music, you know, it's a trip though, but no matter what, dude, you see all this bullshit still being recorded and happening so yeah man um all the luck to all you guys out there protesting and doing your thing and hopefully there's uh, some remarkable change coming about uh and i know they already as far as the no knock warrants brianna taylor law they passed that so i mean it's and that's touchy too you know so what are you what are you gonna do like you're gonna knock and let the guy know that you're going over there and um and raiding the house or you're going to knock and uh, let them know that you're coming in and then somebody can actually answer the door or wake up and like say, hey, that's not me, you know. There's always chances of mistaken identity. There's one, especially by the government in that uh, position. So that's even like, you know, more uh, freakish in the fact that that could happen still too and did. So yeah, man. Um, and all you guys out there just pandering and like trying to get pussy and shit, fucking slap yourself, dude. You know what I mean? Enough. Enough of this bullshit. Too much fake shit going on in the world. Don't add to it. <laughs> Over here acting like a fucking gatekeeper. But anyhow, I've been good. Uh, the baby's growing, dude. He's at 10 months now. Wearing 24-month uh, uh, baby clothes so or toddler clothes. So, you know, it's happening fast, man. We had a birthday for the 10-year-old. He's growing. Dude, it's a trip, man. So no matter what, dude, fucking life goes on, dude. But it's been cool, man. Uh, got a treadmill, finally. Not finally, like I always wanted one. We just had to get one because we're going fucking crazy. And uh, we just can't be over here just like not exercising, not sweating. Because it's, uh, it's nonsense, dude. If you can get up and do something, you get up and do something. You got to. And, you know, you want to live longer. You want to, you know, fit in your clothes decently. And you don't want to fucking blow up to the size of a fucking car. So, you know, you got to put in the work, dog. <laughs> yeah, man. I went to the DMV, had to go, uh, had to go get my, uh, dude, I fucked up. I fucked up big time. I, uh, I paid for, uh, we have two Toyotas, a Corolla and a Tacoma. So I paid for one of the, uh, registrations months back, like four or five months ago. And, uh, we got, a we got, um, uh, the registration, the uh, tags in the mail. Right. And then I got another one. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just paid this. I paid this. And I went online and it wouldn't let me pay it because I was entering the license plate of the other car. But it was for this car, for the Corolla. So like an idiot, I go to the DMV once it starts opening back up. I go to the one in Fontana. I get there at like 7.50 in the morning. The line's wrapped around the building. And I waited in line for about two hours. And the guy like have to give you a mark to get into the line to go onto the uh inside of the building he's all uh you couldn't have took care of this uh uh online i'm all yeah i tried to but it wouldn't let me he's all what uh okay <laughs> i took a big ass hat so i wouldn't be that hot but i was still like hot and then like when he told me that i was like what the fuck what did i do dude pay attention to detail dog you're a fucking moron 
So I just, you know, acted, uh, acted, uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So I just thought, could I pay for it here? As soon as I went in there and I paid for it. But it was for the truck, me thinking it was for this car. And I had to go, uh, I had to go get the smog done on it. And after that, um, I did that. And uh, now they're going to send my uh, tags in the mail. But yeah, it was, it was fucking retarded. It was retarded. But a cool thing about that, I went to go get an estimate because about less than six months ago, I messed up my truck. Dude, I did the stupidest shit. I was uh, backing out of the, um, uh, the post office parking spot right there by a railing, by these, by, by these handrails. But they had a little post, a little yellow post, and I didn't even see it, man. And I backed up, and as I was turning around, backing out, the post rubbed against the side of the fender of the truck and went in, in between the tire and the fender. And I couldn't even get out of that thing. It was fucking retarded. And even when it, as it was happening, there was a guy in a, car, in a truck going, Hey! Hey! And I was looking at him going, what this stupid motherfucker want? Hey! Hey! All beeping and shit. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, what the fuck? So the truck got stuck. Dude, I had to call my homie, my homie Rob. He came over with, uh, with a jack. I told him what was going on. And this guy takes forever. It was like an hour later. And I'm over here freaking out. Hurry up, dude. What the fuck? Do I just got to go to my house and go fucking? I'll walk and I'll go get one. He's like, man, chill out, man. I'm on my way, man. So we jacked it up and we pushed it over and we got it out of there. But if it wasn't for him, dude, I would have been sitting there with my mouth, my mouth open all night. So I did that. And in that time, dude, we were just on the road, just fucking touring, just going fucking back and forth, dude, nonstop. So I never really had a time, the time to get the estimate. I called that one day to report it, but it put me on hold. My phone died, a bunch of fucking nonsense. So I got an estimate. Uh, the people came to look at it. The insurance came to look at it a little while after that. So now we're scheduled to put the silver bullet inside and um, on Monday, and it'll hopefully be done by Thursday morning. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude, totally over that shit, dude. So we did that, and that, that's about it, man. Um, you know, a lot of... Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I go, that's about it. I just wanted to drop a quick uh, episode and let you guys know what's cracking, but... Oh, my God, just been dropping the ball. Um, on top of doing pest control grip, too. But uh, I lost the toenail, my front toenail, the right one. It, it, was, it was a trip because it already looked like a little uh, Rona toenail. It looked all, like, uh, a little gray, not green, but, you know, it had the fungus. So one day I uh, had no shoes on and I, I threw my foot forward underneath the cabinets in the kitchen. And dude, the pain, dude. And it just lifted the toenail up. I'm like, oh my God, dude. And then like it was up for like a week and a half and I couldn't take it no more. Started cutting into it and it just split apart. And then it had some edges on the side. And um, it just like after a couple of days, it just started bugging me more and more. So I just got the pliers, dude. I got my little climb pliers and I pulled them out, dude. I pulled, I pulled two, two sides of them out and now the uh, toenails growing underneath. But I was like, damn, dude. I was like, what the, what else is next? <laughs> just doing a bunch of stupid shit, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> but I hope you guys are well. And I just want to let you guys know, I got Yeah Man t-shirts on deck. I got... Uh, yeah, man, grinders on deck. Shirts are uh, uh, 25 bucks. Grinders are 10. Um, 
and yeah, man, we, we we're getting the flame going, uh, keeping it going. We have uh, the What's Up Full podcast every Wednesday. We're doing it at 8 p.m. through Zoom. I got Los Podcasters del Norte with um, Martin Rizzo. We have a new episode out uh, today, which is the uh, 16th of June, and along with this uh, Yeah Man episode. And yeah, dude, it was cool. Um, I did the Church of What's Happening Now this past Sunday. Came out yesterday. It was awesome. Real cool. Coco called me up. What's going on, buddy? I've been thinking about you. It's been a while. I want you to come up. Come by yourself. We're going to be practicing social distancing. We'll go hang out for a while. Smoke a couple of bones. And then, uh, you know, we'll go home. So I show up. I get to the uh, studio. Lee's in there chilling. We start talking about stuff. What's been going on with him? What's been going on with me? He's been going on walks with like Jimmy Schubert and Steve Simone uh, just to get some air, uh, exercise, get some air, get outside. And then um, Coco rolls through. I uh, I rolled up three. Uh, I rolled up one Louis Blunt, one Louis joint, and then one uh, Jack Hare uh, joint. Smoked the Louis joint, gave the Jack Hare one to Lee. Uh, Coco's like, don't worry about it. You smoke yours over there, I'll smoke mine. And, um, yeah, it was cool, man. We fucking had fun. Had some good fucking laughs. Talked about an hour and a half before the podcast. Did the podcast hour and 40. Talked for like another hour and a half. And did a fist bump, a quick little picture, and then boom, we were out. And he gave me some, um, some, uh, edibles. Some absolute extract, uh, uh, edibles. And, uh, those are, uh, dude, they're 100 milligrams each. I took one at about 7 p.m., on Sunday, and it barely kind of, I feel normal today in the morning, so yeah, man, so with uh, <laughs> that being said, man, uh, we're out, and you guys uh, have, uh, have a wonderful week, dude, I'm gonna hit you guys again this week, I know there's been a lot of shit, you know, oh, we're gonna do it again, this and that, but we're gonna keep that shit fucking pumping, bro, you know what I mean, what else do I have, I mean, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing pest control. If you guys need pest control in the Southern California area, let me know. Hit me in the DMs on Instagram at RodrigoTorresJr.com. And then we'll exchange numbers or whatnot and we'll get a hold of each other. I want to thank Julian Torres for uh, hooking up some work. Germism, Jimmy Jump, and um, and a handful of you fools out there. Thank you very much for uh, for letting uh, you be my pest man during these, uh, during these, uh, during these times. And with that being said, you guys have a wonderful week. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Leave a message on the iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever uh, platform you guys are hearing this on. And I'm going to have this on Spotify and the rest of the other platforms, hopefully uh, by the end of the month. And we're going to get to work, man, because that's all we got to fucking do. Also, all you guys in Houston, Texas, we will be out there. Houston Improv, July 17th through the 19th. I'll be out there with Felipe Esparza. You guys have a wonderful day and keep shining. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres Jr. Oh, yeah. Podcast with Rodrigo Torres, man, oh yeah.